Speaking for Pastor Henry Horner and the Renewal Singers, I welcome you to another broadcast of What's New. My name is Ed Peters. We return today to Matthew chapter 7, moving on to verses 15 through 20. These verses continue the concluding statements of our Lord's Sermon on the Mount. This section began with verse 13 and 14, where Jesus speaks of the two choices that are available to each person here on earth. The one leads to heaven, the other to destruction. And we covered this on our previous study. Now here, in verses 15 through 20, Jesus warns us about false teachers. These men claim to be true expounders of the gospel and guides to heaven. They claim to be shepherds of the flock, but in reality they are wolves bent on devouring the flock for their own ends. Jesus tells us that we will know them by their fruit, not by their doctrines. He illustrates this by pointing out that you can know a tree by its fruit. In the same way, a false teacher can be known not by what he says, but by the fruit he produces. Now, here are verses 15 through 20 of Matthew chapter 7, and they read, Beware of false teachers who come disguised as harmless sheep, but are wolves, and will tear you apart. You can detect them by the way they act, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit. You need never confuse grapevines with thorns, or figs with thistles. Different kinds of fruit trees can quickly be identified by examining their fruit. A variety that produces delicious fruit never produces an inedible kind. And a tree producing an inedible kind can't produce what is good. So the trees having the inedible fruit are chopped down and thrown on the fire. Yes, the way to identify a tree or a person is by the kind of fruit produced. My shepherd, I'll walk with him always. He leads me by still waters, I'll walk with him always. Always, always, I'll walk with him always. Always, always, I'll walk with him always. The Lord is my shepherd, I'll walk with him
Peter had the same warning for the church. He writes in 2 Peter 2.1, But there were also false prophets among the people, just as there will be false teachers among you. They will secretly introduce destructive heresies, even denying the sovereign Lord who bought them, bringing swift destruction upon themselves. Now, here with our study is Pastor Henry Harder. It is often said that in our world, truth is a scarce commodity. That really should not surprise us since Satan is the father of lies. He fathered or originated the lie and he promotes it. Man in sin believes that many solutions lie in being untruthful. In religion, too, there is much that is simply not true. That's why it is so desperately important that we stay with objective truth. That is with the Bible. That is truth outside of us humans. It's not so easy for us to change it. It is inscripturated. It is written down. What we think we can easily change, but what God has caused to be written isn't that easy to alter. The Bible writers, Old Testament and New, often warn us to be on the lookout for false teachers and false prophets. Jesus talked about this in Matthew 7, 15 to 20. He speaks to his disciples and perhaps to a crowd, most or all of whom were or wanted to be his followers. It's Jesus' Sermon on the Mount. He said, Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. By their fruit you will recognize them. Do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Likewise, every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot bear bad fruit, and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, by their fruit you will recognize them. Jesus here warns his people not just against false teaching or preaching, but against false teachers and preachers. Now notice that word false. This is not spoken against those who state truth a little differently than we do or who have a different understanding of truth. Jesus warns against false teachers or preachers. Jesus doesn't identify them here. He doesn't say who they might be. Some have suggested that Jesus was referring to the zealots or to the Gnostics or the scribes or the Pharisees or others. The false teachers are not identified, nor are their teachings. Now, it goes without saying that not all prophets or teachers are true. Truth can be violated. Jesus is here concerned with the people, the teachers, the prophets. These men might even have spoken truth, but they themselves were false. They might even have been squarely orthodox. They may have preached what was right, but they themselves were false. You see, there is a relationship between message and messenger. A pastor once told us that he wanted to be respected for his office, 
not necessarily for his person. I don't believe that is right. If the messenger is faulty, even though his message is true, somewhere along the line, the truth will suffer. Eventually, a bad messenger who appears good has the capability of leading more people farther from the truth. It is a fact that the enemies of the gospel conceal their hostility to it and try to pass themselves off as genuine, true followers of Christ. They use the right language, even exhibit biblical piety. In all respects, they are indistinguishable from true prophets. So, how can such false prophets be recognized? The answer is in the examples Jesus gives. A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. But Jesus' hearers must have said, the prophets may appear good and their message sound right. How can we recognize the false prophets and distinguish them from the true? Perhaps Jesus pointed them again to the illustration. A good tree produces good fruit, and a bad tree produces bad fruit. How long does it take a tree to produce fruit? Well, it takes a long time. But eventually, you can recognize a tree that looks so good as bad because of its bad fruit. So with false prophets. They may not be easy to recognize, but the time will come when their true character will be revealed. Their influence will be revealed. Someone has written that living according to the kingdom norms can be faked for a while, but eventually it reveals itself. Now, while Jesus doesn't say what the false teachings of these false prophets was, by the context, it may well have referred back to verse 13, where Jesus talked about the exclusive entry into his kingdom through the narrow gate. Clearly, the gate is Christ himself. Perhaps false prophets were teaching other ways. Perhaps they were teaching that man can come by the way of the law or by human effort and work. Perhaps they were teaching that man could earn his way into the kingdom. Such a message sounds so right to humans, and many, many fall for it. I'm convinced that the most misunderstood part of the gospel is right here. It seems so difficult for humans to believe that salvation comes only by faith in what Christ did on the cross and not by being or doing good. Satan has been able to blind man's minds to the truth of that good news, the free gift of eternal life, just for the taking. Man still thinks of a scale at the end of life on which his good points and bad points will be weighed against each other. And if the good outweighs the bad, then he'll make it to heaven. Nothing could be further from the truth.
News, a radio production of Creative Encounters. Our mailing address is Post Office Box 848, Chapter California, 93263, USA.